With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Chime, here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Sunday morning, BetQL Boston. We'll get to the the gambling stuff. We'll get to it's a gambling podcast. But I, I don't want to start this, Chime. Um, and we will get to the preakness. That's a promise. A uh, little sports radio here. Like, how how do you, after a blowout win in game two, come home in game three on your own court and look flat as a pancake for the first 12 minutes? What an embarrassing game, embarrassing sp- start, embarrassing result for the Boston Celtics last night. Yeah, I just I don't get it, man. You you went down like thirty points to start the game, and Jason Tatum was nigh on invisible for the majority of that game. I, you just absolutely laid an egg, and this team has been so good at winning multiple games and then not losing back to backs. Right, that's kind of what they've made yep. their bread and butter on, and they've been so good at it all year. And they were awful last night. The fact that they were anywhere close at the end of this game is a nigh on miracle. I think it certainly helped Jimmy Butler didn't play in the second half. I think that it was part yes, of the miracle. Like he doesn't play. And for me, you know, I, I st- down 15 at half, they made that little mini run. And I was like, well, they're still in it. And then they come out of halftime and ABC says Butler's out. It's like, well, they can, they're better than Miami. They're not going to cover the six and a half. That thing's dead, but they can still win the game outright and go up two to one. And they, they play evens in the third quarter, 25, 25. Like it, yeah. forget that. I, I don't think they a run in the fourth quarter, hit some threes, but and Jalen was great. You didn't win the third quarter. You tied the third quarter. They didn't have Jimmy Butler. How's that yeah, possible? That, I mean, it's possible because Jason Tatum was 3 of 14 and only had 10 points on the game. And for, yeah. I, I don't understand how Kyle Lowry had such a big impact. And then, bam, Adebayo. Out of left field. Awesome. I, I, I said I said yesterday on the podcast, if Kyle Lowry plays, I look into a Bam over prop, and that's exactly what happened. Nice. Kyle Lowry somehow unlocks Bam out of bio, and he goes for 31 after being completely irrelevant in games one and two. Yeah, we I, I, some of the numbers, like, it's it's pretty wild. Like, 13 turnovers combined for JB and, and Jason Tatum. And Jalen had his 40. Like, he, he saved this game from being really, really bad because he played so well. Uh, PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker is the guy that's going to shut down Tatum. He, he guarded him for eight minutes, and Tatum was 0 for two with no points against yeah, him. I don't, how does that happen? I don't understand how that happens at all. Like this, it was it was an embarrassing performance by the Celtics ultimately, right? And so hopefully, if uh, if the Celtics stay true to what they've done all year, they don't yep. lose Game Four. They they come back. They they're absolutely rip roaring Game Four. And this game's and this series is going seven. That's ultimately what it feels like to me at this, this point. I mean, it's a huge referendum on Tatum Monday night at the Garden. Like, I, and, yep. he, and to his credit, he said after the game, it's on me. I, I was interested in how he's going to respond. He took all the blame for it, which he should. Uh, looking for Dan Greenberg, Stooley Greeny this morning. Uh, Tatum did not score in 37 possessions against P.J. Tucker and was one for five in 11 possessions against Max Struess. That is embarrassing. <laughs> Max, you got held down by Strudel and P.J. Tucker. What are we doing? (laughs) 
And the bench, like Miami bench was awesome. Celtics bench was not very good. And Grant had double digits, but nobody else did anything. Like it, I mean, just awful. I mean, I, I could not have been more wrong. I, I, I was very confident the Celtics would not only win, but cover that game, Shime. I uh, completely missed on that. Uh, we did not play the game Vincent stuff because it became evident that Kyle Lowry is going to play. So we just, we took yep. that out of the mix, but I mean, my Celtics, I, I decent bet at six and a half. And that was dead after the first quarter. Yeah. It wasn't all bad for me. Um, I, I yeah, I missed on Celtics money line, but I had a uh, game over of two Oh seven and a half that cashed. Yep. Miami over a hundred and a half that cashed Grant Williams over eight there, nine and a half points and over one and a half threes made those cashed. So it wasn't, all bad for me, but it was definitely a lot of ugly for sure. We're talking Sunday mornings. That's what we do here on this podcast, seven days a week. Uh, so this is super early, super early in the betting, uh, but an idea for where the money's coming in. So this game opened six and a half Celtics on Monday night. Uh, it's gone to seven. Uh, 38% of the bets, but 44% of the money is on the Celtics minus the points. All the money lines on the Celtics right now. Everyone's having that same feeling you are, Shine. They lost all their money on, on Saturday night on the Celtics. They're betting into the minus. It opened minus 270 on the money line. It's now 290. And 99% of the money, according to Action Network right now, is on the Celtics. Uh, I don't, don't have lose back to backs on the total. What's that? So uh, when the Celtics have their starting five off a loss since January 1st, they're 10-0. They're and 0. Like, it's... I mean, it's it's it's. I don't I don't think they're gonna lose. Like they're not gonna lose game four. Uh, I think that's very evident. I think seven is still large, a bit large for me. Uh, I think that's more so indicative of the Jimmy Butler injury as well. So there's question marks with him. Yep. And, and so I think that's why that number is even higher than this past game. Um, but I mean, the money line number being almost minus three hundred makes a ton of sense to me. Uh, I'm still. I think the play here is still the over in the game. It's only a two oh eight and a half. Like, you need to bump this up to 210. There's no reason this shouldn't be a 210 at this point, and it's only a 208.5. So that's a, a immediate lean right right off the bat uh, is the over in the game. I would be with you, especially if Jimmy Butler doesn't go. Like, it just sort of opens up offensively the series. So we'll have, I think, more information tomorrow. I've not – is he is he listed as question? I, I'm not – well, I'm not going to – you can find – you'll find it while the time this podcast is out. The game's not till Monday. But I, I'd be with you. I'm leaning the over, and then depending on Jimmy Butler injuries, maybe we can tie into some – uh, different Miami Heat props. I'll try to you know pull up when Jimmy Butler hasn't played the most used lineups. We'll try to find some stuff uh, from Monday. But just overall, and really... uh, Jimmy Butler uh, currently listed as day to day. Okay. Well, aren't we aren't we all Chris? Yeah, we? exactly. Um, so nothing good to report from the Celtics, especially the result itself. I look forward to listening to uh, EEI here this morning before uh, uh, Red Sox this afternoon to see what people had to say about the Celtics. I'm sure Tatum is getting uh, bludgeoned as he should. A brutal, brutal effort. I said real quick before we go to the other better stuff that happened yesterday. Somebody asked me yesterday, better player, Paul Pierce or Jason Tatum? I think it's Tatum's trending to be a better player than Pierce, right? He's not now, but he's a better overall yeah. player than Pierce, isn't he? So we actually discussed this on the producer show yesterday morning on oh. WEI. Uh, we discussed the 08 team versus this 2022 Celtics team. And to me, that 08 team t just had like – they may not have been talent-wise better, they but they had those they had dudes. dudes. Yeah. Like, when there was five seconds left, the ball was in Paul Pierce's hands, and he's not going to miss. Or it was in Ray Allen's hands on a corner three, and the game is tied. Like, that's just what it was going to be. They had dudes that no matter what, in crunch time, were going to show up. I, I have seen the Celtics, this Celtics team, fold a couple times in crunch time. 
And so I just I think I I would want Paul Pierce still, um, but maybe by the end of Jason Tatum's career, I would I would take Jason Tatum. It's a fair answer. A lot more Celtics tomorrow uh, on this thing. We'll be here Monday morning to try to get some better ideas. Who's going to play? Who's not going to play? Butler, obviously the issue. Uh, Derek White. It says he played in the box score, but he did nothing. He was terrible uh, in the game last night for the Celtics. That was, but look, that was that was not the highlight of this show. That was not the highlight of this podcast. There are two other. Who who knew? We're a horse racing. And golf podcast, Sean. <laughs> Amazing. I, I never would have fathomed that I would be a part of a, a horse racing and golf specialty podcast. But alas, here we are after a day and a half you had yesterday. I just say, look, go back and listen to the four minutes where Shine let me preview the Preakness on yesterday's podcast. And I said early voting, epicenter, create a minister, one, two, three. We laid out how the race was going to work. What was crazy about it was the betting in the race. And people... We're, the horse racing community was going crazy, Shine, because uh, the the odds look so wrong. Even a half hour before post, there um, the, the there was no horse longer than seventeen to one as a price on the board, and everyone the, the morning after kind of Monday morning quarterbacking it, and that that made early voting my horse an awesome price. He paid thirteen dollars to win. He should have paid about eight nine dollars to win. Um, it was the rich strike thing on on the years where big derby prices win. People try to they bet long shots in the Preakness thinking, okay, this is just how racing works. And when that led to epicenter being even at six to five, a bigger price than he should have been early voting was a big price, bigger price than he should have been. And I mentioned again on big days at Pimlico, the track plays to speed. It played to speed all day. And that should have made early voting even a shorter price, but he sat off the leader. He went to the top of the stretch. And by the, by top of the stretch, I thought the race was over. I wasn't worried at all. The entire stretch. I knew he was going to win. I didn't know if we'd get the exact of the trifecta, but once in a while, man, once in a while, there, there's a million losing tickets spread around my floor here. But when you get it right, you better get it right all the way. And yesterday, we'll be wrong today. We'll have losers today. Yesterday, oh, yeah. we absolutely cold-cocked the trifecta. Every dollar you bet, it returned almost 70. A $2 try was $133. We had it more than $2. We'll just we'll just say that. <laughs> we had amazing. the winner. It was a good day at the Preakness. Look at that. My, you know, Matt, I'm proud of you. Good job. Thanks, we got man. the Prince of Pucks. We clearly have the, uh, I don't I don't even know what the word would be, the the, the highness of uh, horses. At, at, <laughs> the what? <laughs> the highness, like your highness. The highness of horses? That sounds, I yeah. think that sounds, that sounds crude. I don't know what that is. Okay. Well, then I guess I'll, I'll, I'll have to come up with something else. Yeah, you're, yeah you got it. That's your job. I came up with Prince of Pucks. You got to come up with something else. So we nailed the Preakness. The Hopefully. gesture of jockeys. Does that work? The ge- no. <laughs> Why don't you workshop that this week? Oh, uh, yeah. I'll keep, I'll keep looking. Uh, we'll not be much horse racing on this podcast uh, for a couple weeks. The Belmont Stakes. We'll try to get it right again in the Belmont. But uh, I don't know. We might have seen the Belmont winner yesterday in Ethereal Road who ran earlier in the day at Pimlico, but uh, things worked out well. Early voting, Chad Brown, congratulations. Uh, They get it done. $13 winner in the Preakness. Meanwhile, (laughs) uh, Shime and I, uh, before setting this up, you set up the video for this podcast, which you guys don't see. But he said, don't take your time. I'm watching the golf, basically. I won't say which golfer, it doesn't matter. But you- My guy, Colin Morikawa, that's what I'm watching. How much live action do you have today in the golf? So I, got a uh, I have, <laughs> so I'm looking at my tickets. I have one, two, three, six tickets. What are they? What are, what are we rooting uh, for? So I, so I have Abraham answer top five. Yep. I have uh Zalatoris to win cam young to win. I have a, a cam young top 10. Yep. I have a will Zalatoris top five. 
and I had oh, and then there was my tiger one that made the cut already. That was passed. But um, so I have five today. So the the, the I, thank God I mentioned him in passing. But I have a I have two small um, dibble dabble pizza money bets. Cam Young, and then I I got Mito. Like it just... Yeah, I I regret not taking Mito. I just went all Hannibal picks. I'm like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna ride with my guy Hannibal. I'm gonna see how this goes, and I regret, but I regret not riding with you because this is your weekend. You are having quite a couple of days here. Uh, Mito currently has a what three stroke lead heading yep. into Sunday, and we're he early Saturday. Uh, well, sorry, we're early Sunday, Shime, and the the course is playing as difficult as it did yesterday. So scoring should be tough. So having a leader by three strokes, like he's under he's under two to one right now. In the market, like if you want to jump back in uh, and bet Mito today, he was eighty to one two days ago. He is currently. What do you have him on Fanduel there? Got it up? Uh, let me pull it up. On Fanduel, Mito is currently plus one fifty to win. Plus one thirty on DK. So not even one and a half. I mean, you, I, so we for me, Cam Young, who's less than ten to one right now, and then Mito. I mean, that's oh. <laughs> uh, by the way, I actually have my two day. Cam Young tickets. By the way, yep, one at fifty to one that I got after day two, and then one I went back in at nine to one uh, <laughs> yesterday. So, <laughs> how many times did you drive to New Hampshire yesterday? Twice. Uh, <laughs> once, once in the morning yes. to get my uh, post day two picks in, and then uh, once yesterday night to get uh, my last day three pick in, and to get my uh, Prince of Pucks parlay in for uh, for today. Yeah, I wish I could tell people there's a good live bet like KH Lee last week. Um, I'm just not. I'm not seeing anything that I would want to give out. Like, what would I bet right now? Right, like the closest thing you can think of is like answer at nineteen to one, right? Because he's what is he five strokes back, I believe, uh, heading into the final day. So ultimately, you'd have to root for him to have a great day and Pereira to just absolutely blow it, which could happen. But, he's a he's a, he's a yeah, young absolutely. kid, young kid, unknown golfer on the lead in a major, and this, this is first time at a PGA Championship. So. Um, I, you said answer. I would go one more down the board, and I, I think Justin Thomas at like 25, 30 to 1. Yeah. He, he you can get him at 36 to 1 is on uh, FanDuel. 36 to 1 on FanDuel. He, his first two rounds are really good, and he played against the weather in those first three. He, he can shoot he can shoot 67, 66, 65 today, and that might be good enough if Mito backs up. But I, I'm not – that's not a that's – that's a lean. That's not a lock for me. I'm, yep. sit, I'm sitting on Cam Young. I'm sitting on Mito. And rooting for a million different DraftKings and underdog stuff that we have going. So, uh, I'll be rooting again. I'll say this. Matthew Fitzpatrick winning is my worst result by far. In Daily Fantasy and everything. I got no Fitzpatrick. He's the highest-owned guy in Daily Fantasy today. So, I'm rooting against Fitz today and rooting for Mito and Cam Young and Willie Z. Because, I mean, again, Ryan Hannibal, he's going to be a get. We should get him every week to give golf picks if this thing comes home. Well, we'll definitely have him back uh, come the uh, the U.S. Open and the Open Championships because this uh, Hannibal is locked in. And he's launching his own podcast tonight, I think. And I think his first guest is Tom Hogue, who's actually playing well. Oh, awesome. Mike, he has a top 10 opportunity at the PGA yep. Championship. Uh, let's go. Prince of Pucks, no games yesterday, three games today. I need some hockey action on this Sunday because God knows I have nothing else going on today. So right, 
So right away in the uh, 140 game, we got Tampa oh. Bay and Florida. I like the Tampa Bay money line. Tampa Bay has clearly shown that they're just a better team in this series. They're now at home, and they're only a minus 110 favorite. It's basically even both ways here. Yep. Uh, they're both minus 110 on the money line. I like the Lightning at minus 110 there. Um, and then in the Carolina Rangers game, again, I like the Hurricanes. The better team, they're up 2-0. They're only minus 115 on the money line because it's in New York. I think Carolina just outright outplays New York again. Yep. So I like that. But again, my big play of the night. Hold on. I'm going Edmonton Oilers money line, which at home is you're getting plus money. I got them at plus 105. Uh, and then the over 6.5. It's now up to 7. So... You can I I would still lean over. You're getting that at plus money right now. I think that's at plus 105. Uh, I got over six and a half at minus 120. Um, so I prefer the six and a half if you can find it. If if you if if you're as confident as I am, I would still probably go with the seven, especially because you're getting the plus money there. Yep. But uh, Edmonton is definitely more so the play uh, in my opinion there. Than the over itself than total Edmonton. Yes. Yep. Uh, it's weird, Shime. Usually you're against um, the, the 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 public. The public is hammering it. I don't know why the line has not moved because it says here 87% of the money is on Edmonton money line plus 105. And it's not moved. This line has been because I no, not not that I'm aware of. I bet this yesterday uh, and they were plus 100. It's still plus 100 this morning um, on the money line, plus 105 even in some places. So I, I from what I understand, no major injuries. Like I, I don't, I, I don't know why people aren't hammering Edmonton more. They're more, the more talented team. I like Calgary. I think Calgary's good. Neither of these goalies are good. It's just an offensive onslaught, and there's no better offense in the league than Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. I'm sorry, there just isn't. That ten dollar parlay is returning seventy bucks right now, yep. Mike. So you can play a Prince of Pucks money line parlay today and get almost six to one. That is almost a – I am I am for sure playing that. I'm just – I'm following you. I'm tailing you on this. I'm jumping on board for a couple of bucks. I want some hockey action today. I'm going to bet Edmonton money line uh, separately since you and the yeah. you and the sharp and public money is on. Edmonton. So I played all of these separately, and then on top of that, um, my girlfriend yelled at me uh, because she's a big – she likes the Rangers a lot. So uh, in my parlay, didn't include the Rangers. Instead, I went Tampa Bay, Edmonton, and the over in Edmonton, Calgary. Uh, and you get that at plus uh, almost 6-1. to one, So, Hi, my name's Chris, and I didn't make a bet because my girlfriend likes the Rangers. She yelled at me, and I was like, I, we were sitting at a tar- in the Target parking lot in New Hampshire, and I'm placing bets, and she's like, I can drive so that you can place bets. I go, no, 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 you don't understand. As soon as we cross the border, I can no longer place bets, so we have to sit here and wait. That's why I am driving this car. You're a hero. All right, so there you go. Uh, Prince of Pucks, Moneyline, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Edmonton, and he likes the over a little bit as well. Baseball today, Red Sox offense is really, really heating up. Uh, Gilbert and Evaldi, the total is nine and a half. I, I would lean over on this game. My favorite bet would be the over on this game. But my favorite player prop is Trevor Story over one and a half total bases at plus 130. Yeah, he's locked in right now. And Logan Gilbert, the guy he's facing, uh, Trevor Story's never faced him. But Logan Gilbert, who is a righty, has reverse splits. He gives up big numbers to righties so far. Righties this year hitting uh, almost 260 against him with an OPS almost 800. He's only allowed three home runs. Um uh, but two of those three against righties and allowed three doubles all year, all three to righties. So extra base hits against Logan Gilbert, who was great in April. He had a .4 ERA in April. He has a 4.7 ERA in May. He's been much worse this month. He has given up three, four, 
Uh, six extra base hits, five of those to right-handers. I want Trevor Story plus 130 over one and a half total bases today. In any same game parlay, and I would even, I'm going to play that outright with the hockey bets because uh, he's good against righties. He's not, uh, Gilbert's not good against righties, and I want some action in the baseball today. Yeah, and you you had mentioned that the Red Sox offense is heating up. Yeah. I like the over uh, on the Red Sox total runs at four and a half. Uh, I think that's that's a, a pretty fair play there. I you know I I'm kind of with you. I don't expect this game to go like skyrocketing over nine and a half. That's pretty. It's a pretty tall task. Uh, but I do like the Red Sox over four and a half. Like you said, their offense has been lighting it up recently. Story is on fire, so I I'm really into that one. All right. Uh, if you hit on the Preakness yesterday, if the Prince of Pucks can get you home today. One way you can help us out, uh, follow the show, subscribe to the show. Uh, BetQL Boston, uh, you can check it out at iTunes, Odyssey app, Spotify, uh, on Twitter, BetQL Boston. Uh, do the ratings help? Does a nice little rating help every now and then? Sure. Yeah, we, we like to see the ratings. Uh, our bosses like to see that we're getting, you know, five-star reviews if you can. Just hit a quick little on the five stars. It's nice and easy on Spotify. You don't even have to write a review. You just click the rating. Uh, and then on Apple, if you want to rate and review, we'll take all the reviews we can get, good, bad, or ugly. We're going to read them. We're going to take them, and uh, we're going to use them. All right, big day today. Go Mito. Go Cam Young. Shime, I'll see you later at Navigation Brewing, buddy. See you. <laughs> Sounds good, Matt. I'll see you.